Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 116. Pay as you go printing from HP. We visit the National Hamfest Rally. Facebook hoax and contactless coffee. Instant photos with a new Kodak app. Plus, pair stealing, Facebook scams, and helicopters. First off, here's Pete with the latest tech news. Frequency cast now loading news. The headlines for October 2015, and first off, Google has announced two new products dedicated to home media streaming. The first is an update to the Google Chromecast video product. The new circular design includes more Wi-Fi antennas for better streaming performance and is competing with Amazon Fire TV and Apple TV. The second is Chromecast Audio, which turns existing speaker systems into a wireless audio streaming system. At £30, it's much cheaper than its competitors and is definitely one to watch. It's out in mid-October and a pre-order link is on our show notes. Next, with selfies here to stay, LG has released its new phone, the V10, which comes with two front-facing cameras to allow a wide-angle 120-degree selfie to be taken. The phone also has two front-facing screens. One of them is a small display running along the top of the phone, which shows the date, time, battery life and other information without the need to fire up the larger screen. LG's also released a new smartwatch, the Urbane 2nd Edition. This uses Android Wear and has built-in 4G, 3G, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, so you can leave your phone at home and still stay connected. Next, Freeview has announced that from 2016, new products carrying the Freeview branding must support HD. New TVs over 32 inches will need to support HD in order to get the Freeview endorsement, which will hopefully increase sales of HD products. Keep an eye out too for Freeview Play, a new service launching this month that combines catch-up TV, on-demand and live TV without a subscription. Next, it looks like the BBC iPlayer is set to move away from Adobe Flash for video, instead moving to HTML5. Flash has come under fire for security vulnerabilities, and a statement from the Beeb said it was confident it could achieve the playback quality you expect without the need for a third-party plugin. A beta of the new iPlayer is now available. See the link on our show notes. Over the last month, there have been some horror stories about sky-high data bills for iPhone users who've updated to iOS 9. A new feature called Wi-Fi Assist is designed to drop you from Wi-Fi over to the mobile internet when your Wi-Fi signal is poor. However, some users have noticed a massive increase in data costs since this feature has been enabled. Be warned that this setting is on by default and can be disabled from settings mobile data. Android phones also have a similar feature and this can be a real boon, but it's worth being aware of what's going on and keeping an eye on your bills. Be warned guys. And finally, nice to see us mere mortals aren't the only ones to fall foul of services like Siri and in this case Cortana. The Microsoft CEO recently came a cropper during this live demo. 
show me the, my most at-risk opportunities. No, that's not what I want. Instead, this came out as, show me to buy milk at this opportunity. <laughs> Let's try it again. Show me my most at-risk opportunities. Oh, come on. Okay, starting from... I'm glad it's not just me. This one's much better, though. Hey, Kelly. For more tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequency cast number 116. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Pete. It feels like it's been ages. It has been a while. Can I just say, not only have you got some new earrings, but you're looking very, very nice today. Thank you very much. People have been saying this a lot today, but I don't really feel like I look that different. Have you dressed up especially for me? Always. Oh, well, it's very, very nice to be snuggled up next to you in front of our microphone talking to our lovely listeners out there in Frequency Cast land. Any message for our lovely audience? Well, just hello. Just hello. That's the best you can do, is it? Well, I was going to say it's nearly Christmas, but I figured that I'd get some really bad feedback in the next show. <laughs> you don't want to be saying Christmas. No C words here on the Ooh. Frequency Cast. Thank you. Right. Uh, Facebook is first on the list. Big Facebooker, aren't you? Yes, I am. Of all the social media channels, that's the one, maybe because I'm, I'm getting a little bit old now, and, um, and that's the one that everyone likes. Oh, you're not old. Although we have been doing this for 10 years now. Well, I haven't been here for 10 years, though. Then I would have been really young. Fair enough. Well, Facebook, of course, has been in the news quite a lot in the last few days because it's been down not once but twice. Have you missed it? I've definitely missed that it was down. Obviously, I've, I have too much of a hectic lifestyle to be that worried about it. Well, it was down for a little bit. People were very upset. There were some interesting jokes about what do you do if Facebook's down? You have to go and knock on your neighbour's door with your dinner and show them in real life because you can't just put a picture of your dinner up, which I thought was quite amusing. Amazing. Well, what about all the mums with the baby pictures and the scan photos? How will they do their updates? And the cats. What about the poor cats? Oh, too much. Too much. What's quite interesting is when Facebook was down, so were the shares. 4% drop in the shares just because they were down for 20 minutes. How scary. Wow, that is a very sudden drop for just a small amount of time. But of course it's been twinned with another little issue, which is, uh, and you collared me about this before we even started recording, uh, you've had the email then I'm guessing, have you? Yeah, that this whole you have to now pay to keep your profile private. Yes, lots of emails doing the rounds. £5.99 allegedly to um, keep your data safe on Facebook. You'll be pleased to know, though, it is a hoax, and Facebook issued the following statement. While there may be water on Mars, don't believe everything you read on the internet today. Facebook is free, and it will always be. And the thing about copying and pasting a legal notice is just a hoax. Stay safe out there, Earthlings. So it's up and running, and uh, all is well in the world of Facebook. Absolutely. Talking of Facebook, I have seen a couple of pictures of you recently kind of hugging, stroking. I wasn't too sure what was going on, uh, but with a helicopter. Oh, you know me. It's the ultimate boys toy, the helicopter. And I got nice and up close and personal with one of the air ambulances, which was really good. It was uh, the world of amateur radio once again uh, triumphs and got me very close to an air ambulance. And I couldn't resist having a chat with no less than the chief executive of one of the air ambulance trusts. Hi, my name's Jane Gurney and I'm the chief executive officer of the Essex and Hearts Air Ambulance Trust. 
And of course, we're in the middle of the Go Yellow week. I wonder if you could just quickly tell me something about that. Sure. It's um, National Air Ambulance Week, which is the one week that all air ambulances across the UK get to celebrate all the good work that they do. And we're kind of calling out to people to say, please support us, please support your local air ambulance. So it's all good. And of course, these aren't cheap to run, these uh, services, are they? No, they're certainly not. It currently costs um, £480,000 every single month to keep the Essex and Hearts Air Ambulance flying. So we need every bit of support we can, and we're sort of crying out to the communities to say, please support us. Absolutely, and it is the community's air ambulance. This isn't supplied by the NHS. This is you know, the people of the local area pulling together to, uh, to, to put this service on. Yes, it is the community's air ambulance itself, you're right. And it's, it's also, um, it's not funded by the NHS, it's not funded by the National Lottery. So we kind of rely on the goodwill and the support of people and corporates and individuals, groups and societies to all do their bit to keep the air ambulance flying and saving lives. There you go, I bet you wish you could ever go in that, don't you? So jelly. You never take me to the fun things, Pete. You take me to all the ones where you want me to jazz them up and I never get to go to the good stuff. Well, unfortunately, you did miss out on National Ham Fest this year, an amateur radio convention up in Newark. A long old trip that was. You didn't get to go for that one. I, I think secretly, deep down, you're probably quite pleased, aren't you? Pete, you have to understand, a girl like me gets their diary booked up quite early on. So if there's all of a sudden a space available, I get booked. Anyway, you didn't get to go. It was lots of fun, lots of fans, no less, people looking for you because you're one of the youngest and one of the most female people in the world of amateur radio. How can you be the most female if you you are a female or you're not a female? Oh, you're very female, though. Okay, I'm an over-the-top female. But this, of course, is the problem that amateur radio has. It's uh, full of guys like me, uh, and it should be full of girls like you. And uh, we actually caught up with a lovely chap called Mike, who is the chairman of the youth committee, to find out how they're trying to attract younger members into the world of amateur radio. I'm Mike Jones. I'm 2E0MLJ. We've been going since November, so definitely still new on the block. And it's definitely exciting times in the RSGB. We've just had four young people go over to Italy for a week to play a week of radio and nine young people up in the heart of the Brecon Beacons on our first ever de-expedition. Coming up soon is Jota, the jamboree on the air and more can be found at rsgb.org slash Jota and very exciting times in Yota month. Now Yota month is youngsters on the air month, it's the second one we've run and the point of Yota month is showing young people what the hobby's about and getting young people into the hobby because we need young people to survive. So by all means get involved, go on the website at rsgb.org slash Jota and possibly one of the most exciting things ever in the RSGB is coming up a once in a lifetime opportunity to speak to Commander Tim Peake who's going up into the International Space Station is going to arrive soon for 10 schools throughout the country so any of you that would like to get involved or would like to find out more about the project you can email space-project at rsgb.org.uk And if you know any youngsters that might be interested in taking up amateur radio, go over to rsgb.org. Now, outside the event was a fairly large field full of people doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things, including a group called Cam's Hams, who do a superb job of turning up to events and setting up special event radio stations. We caught up with Rob from Cam's Hams to find out what they were up to. Uh, well, we've been running the special event station for the Hamfest, uh, Golf Bravo 1-5 and National Hamfest. Uh, so we're set up out here in Flossie. We've got uh, Flossie, the, the, the G3 PYE portable van, uh, normally, but she's changed, uh, she's changed her call sign for the weekend. So we've got antennas for everything from 80 metres up through 6 metres. 
And for those that don't know, Flossy, lovely white van, massive, massive antenna. What kind of kit have you got in here? Uh, so we've got a couple of stations in Flossy. Uh, we've got an ICOM 756 Pro 3 and a Yesu Quadrilinear, and also an Elecraft K3 and a KPA 500. So we've got three stations, all capable of running 400 watts, dipoles for, for 80 and 40 metres, and a couple of beams for 10, 12, 15, 17 and 20 metres. Hello, I'm John from Channel 5's Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. Right, Kelly, what's your favourite drink? Wine. <laughs> Silly question, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it definitely was. To be honest, I, I hesitated slightly because I felt like I should think of a more sophisticated answer, but it is still wine. Well, you see, occasionally I'm a bit of a beer drinker. I'll also drink my wine if I have to, if there's no alternative. But of course, tea and coffee do it for me. And uh, the 1st of October, the day this show's being released, is International Coffee Day. Yes, coffee finally has its own day and about time too. Does that mean you're going to spend your entire day in Costa? There is a distinct possibility. And indeed, in the name of audience research, I did actually have to go to a local coffee shop to uh, help out with a question we had in the last show. Now, you might remember Stephen Pearson said... My only problem with paying by Apple Watch is explaining to the cashier how I want to pay. What do I say to a cashier when you want to Apple Pay? Well, on behalf of Stephen, I struggled all the way down to a local coffee shop to find out. Hi, I'm Georgia. Now, we spoke, what, two months ago... And I was your first customer with an Apple Watch. Does that ring any bells? It does. It was a very exciting time for me to try it out for the first time. Okay, and since we've done that, any other customers come in and paid by watch? Yeah, it happens quite frequently now. It's a bit more well-known and spoken about. Now, I played you a recording of our last show a few minutes ago where we heard from Stephen Pearson, who got in touch uh, with a question for people behind the counter when it comes to touch. Now, he was saying, what is it you're meant to say when you walk up to a till and you want to pay by either watch or uh, a phone? So uh, you heard the question. What, do you, um, what would you normally expect someone to ask? I mean, if they want to pay by contactless payment, whether it's using their Apple Watch, iPhone or debit card, I would expect to hear, have you got contactless? That way I would know how they're expecting to pay and I'd know not to wait for them to put their card in. OK, have you ever had an awkward moment where someone doesn't know what the thing's called or what to do? We've had a couple of awkward moments where they've, using the iPhone in particular, where they sort of hold their phone to the contactless payment and they don't realise that they need to put their fingerprint on the screen. And this is when I have informed them that in order to finalise the payment, you do have to put your fingerprint on as well as hold your phone onto the contactless payment screen. Do you get any embarrassed customers when you do that? No, they're just excited to learn, really. The same as we were. You heard from our Stephen there that he's gone into shops and try to work out the right language to use. Why do you think people are getting it so wrong? Because there's such a variety of ways to pay now. I think a lot of customers think it's a lot more technical than actually what it is. All you have to say is, I want to pay by card. And then it's up to you whether you want to insert it, pay by Apple Pay or by touch with your card. And do you get a lot of training on how to use all this? Because you've got quite a clever advanced till system thing going on there with all the cappuccino buttons and everything else. Do you get a lot of training on how to use all this? Um, No, we were just expected to sort of understand how to use it. The only thing that we were informed was that if they were going to use their iPhone, we do need their fingerprint on their phone at the same time. That's the only thing we were told. Other than that, it's just another form of card payment. And do you use a smartphone yourself? I did, until it broke. (laughs) Oh, how did you break it? Go on. I dropped it, as always. Hundreds of pieces? Yep, butterfingers I am, that's the nickname. (laughs) So how are you coping without your phone? I'm a bit lost, 
as per usual, I mean, phones are our lives these days, so I am a little bit lost without it. Well, good luck. I'm sure you'll be back on the internet before too long. Thank you. Any excuse to enjoy a cup of coffee just to help our audience? Any excuse. (laughs) Now, Kelly, do you do a lot of printing or are you all electronic online stuff these days? Well, I I do my best to be green, but I, I do end up printing quite a lot, but typically only at work. Now, if I had to get you to pick two problems with printing, what would they be? Two problems with printing. One, always running out of ink. The second one, well, for me, it's always system faults. Either we're out of paper or there's a system fault. They're my two issues. Okay, well, you're close. The official poll is running out of ink, so you've got that one right. And paper jams, which I suppose is a bit of a system fault. So uh, there you go. We think we've got the answer to running out of ink. And uh, this is quite a good one. It's something I've been trying for a couple of months now. It's called Instant Ink. Heard of that? No. This is brilliant. When I bought myself a new printer, I saw the ads for this at the shop I bought it from. And it's basically pay-as-you-go subscription, like a mobile phone contract, but for your printer ink. But surely you still have to replace the cartridge? Now, this is the clever bit. What happens is you sign up to a monthly contract and you can pick how many pages you want to print. And when your printer starts running low, it automatically sends a message to HP, who supply the ink, and they courier you replacement ink for you to return. So you're never without a cartridge. That's quite crazy. It's weird, isn't it? But I tell you what, it doesn't half work. Really? When my printer's running low, a few days beforehand, I get a message popping up saying, we've noticed you're running low, the courier is on its way, and I get through the post new ink. That is incredibly efficient. But you know what? I used to buy so many ink cartridges or run out when I really needed them or have to buy a load of spares and keep them in a cupboard and whatever else. This is a very efficient way of doing it. And it's actually not that expensive. £1.99 a month gets you 50 pages. £3.49 a month is 100 pages. Or £7.99 is 300 pages. Considering how expensive ink can be, especially if you pick the wrong printer, I think that's more than reasonable. It's got some little quirks. If you print one dot, just one little black dot on a page, that counts. It eats into your allowance. However, if you print a full colour photo in a maximum high-res quality, it costs the same as whether you print that or a dot, which has now meant I've started, instead of printing out draft copies of things, I now print things out in better quality than I normally would. But it does also make you think about, do I really need to print this? So I'm actually now using less paper and better quality prints and never running out of ink cartridges. How cool. Well, that is good. And you know me, I love um, eco-friendly tech stuff in general. So if it's actually making you think about the amount of paper that you're using, then I'm all for that. You're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK's technology radio show. OK, Kelly. Now, you can be occasionally a little bit on the clumsy side, can't you? Regularly. Have you ever managed to lose any data from your smartphone? Yeah, too many times. Gone in, what have you done? Well, I've ended up dropping my phone down a toilet. I've dropped my phone at work and smashed all the screen and not been able to retrieve things properly. I mean, the majority of it was when I was a lot younger. I'm a lot more careful now to actually upload all of my stuff or to make sure that it's in my little iCloud. 
Good, you're into your uh, computing. I'm looking at your uh, your iPhone there. It's pretty leather-clad and, and, and sturdy there as well, isn't it? I quite literally have found the one case that I really feel would protect it from everything. My goodness me, it's a brick, isn't it? Look at it. I know how much I'm going to drop my phone. I see absolutely no reason why I wouldn't protect it. Now, there's a new app called the Kodak Moments app that has come out. And Ben Whitmarsh, on our behalf, caught up with gadget girl Nikki Moore at the launch of Kodak Moments to find out more. So the research commissioned by Kodak Alaris showed that the average person has 651 photos on their phone. And assuming there are around 52 million phones, smartphones in the UK, we're looking at 11.8 billion photos lost on people's smartphones, which is an awful lot of photos to lose. The study showed that 63% of people, when they lose their photos, are genuinely upset, which I think we can all relate to. I mean, if you lose a photo, you've lost a memory and it's never going to come back. So once you lose it, you're going to be upset. There was, funnily enough, 42% of people felt angry. So I suppose they're a bit gutted that they've lost their photo, but it's quite, quite a big stat. And then there was 26% who were just devastated, so that their, their life was ruined. <laughs> if we look at the thing like the Kodak Moments app, what you can do, you can easily and quickly print from your smartphone. So you have all your photographs in your gallery. You simply go onto the app and you can either share on social media, which is one way of storing your photos, or you can just simply print them, click and collect, or, pr- or print them to a store and go and pick them up. So you've got hard copies and soft copies. I thought the app was really good. It was very easy to use. It was very intuitive. And the bit that I like the most is that you can do everything within one app. So I can capture a photo, I can edit it, so I can apply various filters, I can print it, or I can share it on my social networks. So it's like a one-stop shop. And for me, you know, I'm a busy mum of two. I run my own business. It kind of fits across my life. And it means that you know, I have not much time in my life, and it's easy to use. If we look at the thing like the Kodak Moments app, what you can do, you can easily and quickly print from your smartphone. So you have all your photographs in your gallery. You simply go onto the app and you can either share on social media, which is one way of storing your photos, or you can just simply print them, click and collect, or print them to a store and go and pick them up. So you've got hard copies and soft copies. I think there's a huge difference in holding a physical photograph than looking at a digital copy. I mean, recently I was clearing out some photos from from the cupboard and I was holding photographs from years ago and the nostalgia I felt and the emotional attachment I felt from holding a, a, a printed photograph to just swiping through thousands and thousands of pictures I have on my computer. It's a hugely different emotion. It's much more nostalgic. It almost makes you feel happier and I think it's really important that we do print our memories. I think you've got some competition there, Kelly. That's gadget girl Nikki Moore talking about the free Kodak Moments app that lets you edit and share your photos, as well as uploading them to a Kodak picture kiosk for instant printing or having them delivered to your door. It's available free for Android and iOS. And you can find more about this and other items mentioned in today's show on our website. The address, Kelly? www.frequencycast.co.uk Interaction. Time to hear what the listeners have to say, Kelly. It's interaction. Are you ready for the first one? I'm never ready. This one is from New York, New York. Off you go. Oh, how exciting. This one's from Neil Curling. He says, hi, guys and Kelly. I'm located here in central New York. Keep up the good work. I look forward impatiently each month to your podcast. There is much support in the city for your podcast and we always look forward to you joking around and your levity. Best of all, I love your refreshingly funny accent. Is that yours or mine, do you think? I don't, well, probably mine. (laughs) You've ironed out yours. You sound more generic. I'm I'm more obvious. (laughs) But thank you, Neil. That's really nice. 
Okay, let's move back to the UK and uh, talk to Gomez. He got in touch after we had an email in the last show from Dick Thompson about ripping BBC radio programmes to his Sansa clip. He says... I've been doing this for years by recording the radio programmes on my Freeview PVR, transferring over USB to my laptop, extracting the MPA audio track and using TS Muxer, then transferring that to my Clip Plus. He goes on to say, needs a PVR that supports recording transfers and he uses his trusty old Topfield 5800. Yes, that's a rather old machine now, but well done. But he could also use his Humax Foxat HDR or Digital Stream. Next, we heard from Ian Jones. He got in touch after the message in the last show from Marvin in Australia about screen readers for the blind. He said, I thought that there must be similar organisations in Australia to those in the UK who can provide specialised information about the screen readers. The RNIB sell them and there are numerous podcasts on the British Wireless for the Blind website. Right, Andrew next. Uh, He's been using BT500 power lines for a couple of years to get internet to his workshop, some of them about 40 metres away from his house. Yes, he says a few days ago the system just stopped working. I know the adapters are okay because they work fine in the house and there have been no changes at all to the setup from my workshop. Any ideas? Yeah, tricky one. Uh, If they're working when they're close to each other but not far away, uh, that could be something's blocking the signal, Uh, maybe a wiring issue, something like that. Doesn't make an awful lot of sense, that one. But any power line users out there that have any clue as to what might be going on, if you can help Andrew, please get in touch and share the love. Next, we heard from Nick Fletcher talking about cloud computing that we covered in the last show. Yes, he says, I recently came across a solution to a problem that has been creeping up in recent months, which I thought you might like to know about. We have been using Dropbox, OneDrive, Google Docs for cloud storage for some time, but there's always been a size limit on free storage available, and all three do not handle large file sizes very well. I have now come across MegaDrive, which provides up to 50 gigabytes free and has a sync app for the desktop. Nick goes on to say he's just installed it, hasn't given it a major tryout yet, but for sheer file size, it might be worth a look. He's going to try it for a couple of weeks using his iTunes directory to populate it, save movies there and let us know how he gets on. Fantastic. And uh, now it's time for a podline call from Alan in Blackpool. Hiya, my name is Alan Fox and I'm calling from Blackpool and I would like to know how I can save as using windows 8.1 i want to save as from the internet thanks very much alan now you want to find out how to save a file from a web browser it does depend on the browser you've got if it's internet explorer you want to right click on the file and save picture as or save target as depending on what it is if it's chrome or firefox that you've got right click save link as or save image as Thanks to Peter Howard for reminding us about Sealand. Ah, yes, and of course I'm a lord of Sealand, aren't I? Oh, God, here we go, here we go. Uh, Grovel at my feet, young lady. (laughs) No chance. (laughs) It's worth a go, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, I'm a lord of Sealand. It's that lovely little place in the middle of the North Sea uh, that is the uh, Principality of Sealand. And, uh, yep, thanks for Peter for pointing out that a member of their royal family has released a book. I'll be buying that one because I'm a big fan of Sealand and what they're trying to do out there. Link on the show notes if you want to get the book about Sealand. He also sent us a link to a new system for Land Rovers that let you see behind your caravan, which is pretty clever. We'll be having a good look at that in a bit. Uh, And as for cloud computing, what does Peter have to say? 
He says, so you want other people to see your private data info? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure the likes of Microsoft are really fussed about my shopping list and uh, the script for Frequency Cast. They can have it if they want it. I don't think that's what he's on about. Possibly not. He also talks about pair stealing, which is the problem I had where my phone line uh, got ceased and I was without broadband for six days, BT, if you're listening. Grr. Uh, he says he had a similar problem when repairing a fax for a bank, which wasn't receiving. The customer said BT had been working on the green boxes outside. It turns out that BT had switched the lines between the bank and the shop next door. It does happen. On the same subject, we heard from Andy in Thamesmead. He's been looking for a decent connection for video download and after no joy with other providers, had better luck with Plusnet who, he says, seemed to care unlike any other companies. After a pair swap, he managed to get a better connection. And the full tale of woe is on our show notes because it's a long old email. He says, I realise this message is long and applaud you if you got to the end. <laughs> but have a look on the website. The full email will be up there. Thank you very much, Andy. Well, that is it for this show. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Love to hear your feedback. Several ways you can get in touch with us. You can send us a voicemail. The number is 0208 133 4567. You can text us on 07882 043 521. It's the cost of a standard text. Or, of course, you can send us an email via the Contact Us button on our website. That is all for now. Thank you very, very much. And uh, I'm off for an international coffee. Well, and I'm getting ready for Christmas. Frequency Cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.